Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. Hello, I am Dan Day on Twitter, at Dan Day Radio, where you can always take a step into the day spa, which we will do momentarily. Also momentarily, going to be checking in with the Joe Rose Show. They're talking to CEO of Miami CF, Paul McDonough. I cannot wait for those guys to get their season started. Also, the Dan Levitard Show. Things are falling apart, but they're making it all right. Then Hawk and Crowder continue their vacation, but no worries. Alex Dano and Alejandro Solana doing extra duty for you. Let's do some work right now with the headlines. Commissioner Adam Silver says the NBA is on track for its restart, but things could come to a halt if coronavirus spreads. The Heat open August 1st against Denver. Marlins CEO Derek Jeter says the team will have a mix of veterans and prospects this shortened MLB season starting July 23rd. Kane's QB, Derek King, feels the team is loaded with athletes. Miami is set to open the season September 5th against Temple. Sportsnet ranks the Panthers 21st out of 24 teams in the NHL. Florida will play the Islanders in the playoff restart. Zion Williamson and Damian Lillard have been named two of the three cover stars for NBA 2K21. The third will be announced tomorrow. Major League Baseball teams will not be allowed to announce the names of any players who test positive for coronavirus. Inter-Miami CF are close to a deal with defender Leandro Gonzalez Perez. The team opens the MLS is back tournament one week from today against Orlando. And now let's do it. Let's take a step into the day spa. <sighs> Times Square's naked cowboy was recently chased off by an angry anti-police contingent. So those protesters don't like cops and singing men in whitey tidies. Hmm. After three decades of buying lotto tickets and winning nothing more than $40 on an individual ticket, an Australian man let his wife buy the weekly ticket and it hit to the price of almost $350,000. Uh, honey... You're buying from now on. British tourists have complained of a foul-mouthed ghost verbally assaulting them at Dead Woman's Ditch. I said ditch with a D. Parents in Great Britain allowed their child to make his own weekly menu, which consists of nothing but takeout pizza and fish and chips. My menu would be minus sandwiches and beer. A lightly used Wild West town with a saloon in New Zealand is on sale for the low, low price of $7.5 million. Psh, for that, can I get two? 
Now on the weather, tonight's forecast, cloudy with temperatures in the mid-80s. As I've been mentioning, very excited about Inner Miami, CF. They've played two games in their existence, lost both of them, but played well. MLS is back tournament basically one week from tonight. They're going to be playing <laughs> Orlando City SC, the bitter rival. Hopefully, Inter-Miami CF can get their first franchise victory. So this morning, Joe Rose Show caught up with CEO of the team, man kind of running the show, Paul McDonough talking about getting back to action, still making moves, even though the season's about to start. The MLS is back tournament. Why did he choose MIA over ATL? Beckham opening doors and expectations for the coming season. Where the hell have you been, man? We've been waiting to get you guys on and find out what's going on here, man. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Hey, Paul, it's really good time to get everybody back. I know there's still a lot of unknown with this coronavirus, but just to get this team back together and get to Orlando and get set for a game right around the corner, got to be pretty excited just to get back and see what it's going to look like, huh? It's been a long two months. And really good to get the guys back into the facility and trying to get used to a new normal and, uh, you know, getting ready to leave today to get out and play some games. So it, it is good to get back and try to bring some kind of normalcy to I, I was curious with this group, are you still going to be adding players, signing players from other places if it can yeah. upgrade your roster? Or what will be the philosophy going forward? Yeah, we're still looking to add a few pieces. You know, I've always kind of said that we're in the middle of it when we had to shut down with the pandemic. Uh, we have added two players over the over the stoppage in Breck Shea and uh, Leandro Gonzalez-Perez, who we're going to be announcing here in the next couple of days. But we will look to add two more players to the roster to round it out for the season. Paul, it's a pretty good, cool way to restart the season with the MLS's back tournament uh, starting. And it's and it's kind of for something also. It's not just an exhibition tournament. There is something to play for here. But this is pretty cool for the fans out there to see how everything's coming back for the MLS. Credit to the league. Um, you know, they spent a lot of time trying to figure out the best way to come back. Uh, they were talking about doing multiple sites. But we ended up with Disney. And uh, they've done a lot of work with the security and medical protocols trying to make it safe for the players so credit to them and uh the teams that are already in there have spoken really well about the protocols and the systems the league have put into place so it's exciting to get back play games they're going to count towards the season and then once you play your three games then in the knockout tournament you do get to play for a prize of the CONCACAF Champions League and and a, and, a, and some money. Paul people don't know a lot about you but boy I'll tell you what 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 a story where you came from with what you're able to do in Atlanta and, and that team are you even surprised how damn popular that team is? I was there during a football game, and they go, oh, this is nothing. You ought to see the soccer games. Talk about the popularity of this sport in Atlanta. Yeah, no, um, you know, I don't think we ever we ever knew when we were building the team how much it was going to take off. But I think a lot of that has to do with Arthur Blank. I think Arthur is so entrenched in the community, and I think Arthur came in with his passion uh, about building the club there and facilities, and I think that resonated with the people. And then the team came in with really not a lot of big star power guys, but all of a sudden it was it was an entertaining team to watch, and it really it just it, it took off. Right? It's a great story. It's a it's a I mean it's a fantastic story. Winning the championship in two years, having huge crowds. It's 
it's it's been a it's been a really great story for the league and for the city of Atlanta. All right, so how the hell do we get you down here, Paul? Now you got to be honest with. Don't give me a, a fluff. That was it more the Moss family, who's a great family, by the way, or David Beckham. What what got that done to get you down here? Yeah, there were a couple of things. I mean, I think you know David's passion for building a club down here. I had watched it all the setback, you know, and the, the fact that David Beckham stuck with it, it, it spoke a lot to me. But really the big thing for me was the brothers, you know, the Moss brothers. When I met Jorge and Jose, I had done a lot of research on them. I just, I was drawn to them. Uh, and and that was that was so important to me. I get on really, really well with them. I, I like them. I respect them. But I think um, th- those were the big factors. And then and then the third one was just the challenge, right? The, the challenge of trying to build something in Miami, which is, you know, it's a tough sports market in the sense that the fans expect a lot. So I just, I wanted the challenge to try to build a really successful club here. Those were the real, the big reasons why I came. How much pressure is there? You've been told, like all the other teams have found out, if you don't win... After a while, we start to lose our fan bases. Uh, how much pressure is there to put together a team almost as quickly as that great story in Atlanta? Yeah, I think everyone will look at Atlanta and everyone expects uh, the, the same type of, of success. I think it's really, really hard. Uh, Atlanta was a perfect storm. When you look at expansion teams, they're the most, right. you know, I think successful. Uh, LAFC have done really well. You know, and I, I try to really balance out the short-term success versus long-term success. For me, it's really, really important that we build just a, a great club that's going to be here for a long time. I don't want to start slow and I don't want to come out too fast if it's going to mean that we're going to sacrifice something for the long term. My goal is is to try to really build a successful club. We have great facilities that we've built with the support of our ownership group. We're putting a good young team together. You know, we're looking for those global superstars, but it's got to be right for the club. Their goals and their ambitions have to be right for us if we're going to bring them into this club. So there, there's always obviously pressure. There, there is pressure, but you know, we, we like that. We thrive on it. All right, well, between the city of Miami uh, that selling point or Fort Lauderdale at this point, the Moss brothers and David Beckham. Uh, you do think that in the next couple of years, bringing in those superstars, bringing in a guy is a possibility, a real possibility for Inter Miami? Yeah, you know, we had those conversations. We're having the conversations. We had them pre pandemic, during the pandemic, and it's just really finding the right mix for us. The hard part, I think, with this club, the expectations of the superstar that, that needs to come here is, uh, is very, very high. And, you know, we're now competing with the likes of the top teams in England, the top teams in Spain. And that's really, really hard to do for an expansion team that hasn't played any games except for two. And we have brand new facilities. So to be able to compete with Atletico Madrid and Real Madrid and PSG and Chelsea for, for players is is great. But it makes it very difficult because they have deeper, deeper pockets than us. Let me ask you, Paul, speaking of going overseas, to, whether it's Premier League or any of the other great leagues over there, a little bit easier having David Beckham with you, huh? As far as the doors open a little bit and and people will talk to you what is that like no listen it's it's been really good right i mean david is a well-known guy you know he gets calls all the time super engaged and i mean for me it's been really interesting to have him to be able to bounce things off of because david has played at such a high level he's been so successful off the field it's been really really good with david being part of the ownership group and helping out whatever is needed by the way paul i want to let you know that don't be surprised if the moss family makes you stop by columbus high school and like do some <laughs> kind of soccer like speaking engagement because that's just the way i mean they are really great people i am so glad that uh we think the world of them. we think the moss family it's just great that they've jumped behind it and man if they jump 
behind this thing. I was shocked on how quickly you built. I went by one day and I saw weeds and I went, Lockhart Stadium got no shot to be ready for the start of the season. And that damn Moss family got behind it. Were, were they out there in the middle of the night? I think the Moss family had their family out there, like, knocking down weeds or something. What the heck was that? That was quick. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it, it has been. Um, I, I certainly, listen, I certainly have heard all about Columbus since I've been here, and, and I know that they're definitely uh, loyal to the Columbus crew, but it's been amazing what we've been able to accomplish here in a very short time. I think their commitment to the project allowed me to come in here and build and build this facility and build the training facility in a really, really short time. But I think it was a perfect storm. I think the... The construction crew, the architect, the city of Fort Lauderdale were, were great partners to us. So when you have an ownership group that is committed and you have everybody else with a with a singular focus to get this thing done and to build something special, it, it just it really worked out. And we're really, really proud and happy of what we've been able to build here. Paul, I got to ask you the big question because we got people being mad like, bring, why'd you have to bring up Columbus, Joe? What What's the expectations for this team going forward this year and year one? What do you expect from this group? Look, I think I think qualifying for the playoffs has to be our goal. And I think once we get in the playoffs, I think we have a really good group. And I think we have a real coach that, that can motivate his players. It's been really interesting for me during this pandemic. I've, I've spent a little bit of time with Brian Flores. And, and I'm seeing, we've talked a little bit about the job that he's doing with the Dolphins. And, and I think I have a, a young coach similar to Brian that you know has a really good way with his players. And I think he can get the most out of this group. And especially when you get into the playoffs. So, you know, I want to get our team into the playoffs. And then I want, you know, I want our coach to be able to just take it one game at a time and a knockout phase and see how deep we can go. Paul, is this Miami project? Is this your baby? I know it's still the big goal down the road. I think we've seen the renderings. They're beautiful. Is that still right there at the front for you guys? My attention now works to now, you know, turn to Miami Freedom Park and, and the guys are working hard to get the lease and everything sorted out. So designing the stadium and making sure that it's a great fan experience is, is what's next on the agenda for me outside of adding two players. So that's active right now and we're really starting to pick up pace with the architects and the construction crew to make sure we can deliver another beautiful stadium for the fans. It's been great having you, man. We really appreciate it. First time coming on. Thank you so much. Let's do this again when you, when you get some time, all right? Anytime. Thanks, guys. I am all in on inner Miami CF. I love the MLS. I love the fact that they are here in South Florida. One week from tonight, the second I get off the air, I am going to run to a TV here in the building, just plant myself, and watch that game against Orlando City SC. Mm -hmm. Inner Miami CF for life, for love. You got to have for life and for love when it comes to the Dan Levitard Show. This is the situation that we have. We've got a little unrest. Dugats is joining us from a hotel room where? Uh, Bradenton, Florida, Dan. That's where I am. That beautiful disaster is just five minutes away here on the Best of the Joe Show. Welcome back to the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, and you know what that music means. Red Hot Chili Peppers, Hump the Bump. It is Hump Day, and we are getting you over the hump. Almost over that hump. 
Dan Levitard and the guys, they're trying to get over the hump, although they get setback after setback after setback. So Stugatz is where? Things just seem to be falling apart. But Mina Kimes can't question her decision-making. This is the situation that we have. We've got a little unrest. Stugatz is joining us from a hotel room where? Uh, Bradenton, Florida, Dan. That's where I am. Bradenton, okay. Florida. You yeah. Said- By the way, my test came back negative, just so you know. I'll be back in studio with you tomorrow. How about okay. that? Uh, that's interesting that your test came back negative and you somehow got further away from the studio than you already were. So now he's at a lacrosse mitzvah somewhere in Bradenton. He had straight into the COVID crisis. You had face first into the COVID crisis. I am at the uh, I am where the WNBA is. I'm at the IMG Academy. And what I am telling you, and this is frightening on a lot of levels. I'm not saying the WNBA players are doing this. I'm telling you everyone else in this area is doing this. No one's wearing a mask. Nobody, everyone's walking around without masks. And it's infuriating. And I find myself t- telling everyone who I walk past who doesn't have a mask on, Hey, would you mind putting on a mask? Let's go. Um, that must be great to watch. Uh, I just, I wish that some people would recognize you as you did this. Let's put on a mask. Let's go. But Mike Ryan is also on remote, which puts Billy here. And Billy hasn't been in this studio in four months. Billy just arrived to a whole bunch of boxes from teams that have uh, giveaways uh, that uh, he was clamoring for. We were clamoring for. He was worried about the bobbleheads and all the promotions where teams weren't giving stuff away and so we created it we successfully created an email account we successfully gave teams an address for billy how many boxes did you get from discarded giveaway people who listen to the show billy and said we have to get something down there to billy gill i've seen at least six packages so far all right, let's <laughs> let's open one per segment, even though we're not on television. Go get one, and I just want to see who sent you something and what it looks like, and I want to describe it. For those of you who do not understand what we're doing, now he's just opening simply a FedEx, which I don't think is going to produce much of anything in the way of, of a giveaway. But uh, Billy was very worried during the pandemic that there were warehouses filled with, like, Ian Desmond bobblehead. And, uh, and so he didn't know where any of those were going to go, and so we just requested that team sent us uh, send us some billy what is the email address in the event that teams still want to do that i believe it's unused giveaways at gmail.com and i hope that i saved the password somewhere because it's been a little bit since i've checked <laughs> on that so you may not get a response right away Ooh, wow look at this this is the uh, nashville sc which i think this is their inaugural season and i don't uh i don't know if they've played so, so here's, just, a, here's a schedule magnet. They sent you a schedule magnet yeah. for you. Now <laughs> you know if they can play. Yeah, I would guess that these uh, these dates are subject to change at the moment. And then like a little uh, necklace thing for keys. I don't know what this is. This is ju- That's just to hold like a credential around your neck. Uh, yes, Chris. Dan, how is Billy today just in general of his like demeanor? I'm imagining that he's washing his hands with sanitizer after every sentence. What is the over under on that? Because when I... I walked in today. All I heard him doing was talking to the computer and telling the computer, uh, wow, you haven't been used in four months. You're working very slow. Uh, like he, he was trying to do. What tr- a shock Billy was talking to the computer. I was trying to get it on my good side and it didn't work out because it's still like, 
I had to print out papers for Dan and I was just straight up printing like emails. So Dan, you'll see like my email address and like who sent it and all that because Microsoft Word doesn't want to work today. Nothing's working. All right. So yeah, Billy is very nervous because and and the, 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 we have the added bonus of Mike also being nervous because he's just stuck like a mime in a Zoom box and he doesn't have any control over anything. Well, and Stugatz just appeared in a hotel and didn't try to connect to Bristol I know, until I know two three minutes. minutes it was three and, minutes. Hey. Be- I, it was three minutes beforehand, and then a camera goes on. Look, I want you to imagine my experience, okay? Because Stugatz isn't there, and I don't know he's in a hotel. So I thought I'd accidentally hit some love webcam thing I wasn't supposed to hit because there's just there's just a hotel bed, and I was expecting Stugatz to be like in the same place he's been for the last three months. And so I totally thought at any moment someone was going to crawl across the bed in a diaper. I was imagining somebody about 300 pounds uh, in, in a diaper. I mean, a hotel in Bradenton, my house in Parkland, the studios. Listen, here's what you guys could bank on most of the time. I'll be here right around 10 o'clock, okay? 9.58, 9.59. I am in a hotel room today. Mike, how does it feel to be in a Zoom box? I mean, oh my, oh my. Feels like a Twilight Zone episode. Get me out of this damn thing. This is terrible for a control freak. Uh, yeah, he doesn't have any control over anything. Do you, do you want to tell people uh, what city you're in, or are we just saying remote location, parts unknown? Parts unknown, deep inside the bubble. Okay, so he is... Uh, so- we went over this before the show, Dan. He said he didn't want to tell you. Yeah, but I just well, didn't know... What- I didn't want to know. I Look, I asked. I wanted to know what it is that the, the audience could know about your whereabouts, because you're also in a hotel room. I'm in a hotel room. Every time I leave the hotel room, I put on my mask. I got COVID tested, which was a really nerve-wracking experience. I got the all clear. I have a wristband to say that I'm all clear, which is actually kind of great. Inside this bubble, I know to stay away from people without wristbands. And if someone has a wristband, I'm like, ah, I can relax around you. So it's equal parts exciting, but I was very nervous taking this test because I don't understand asymptomatic carriers one bit. The wristband is kind of like the blue check mark on Twitter. (laughs) Only for my life. I was remiss yesterday in not mentioning something that fills us uh, around here with a great deal of happiness and pride. I cannot wait till the first time Mina Kimes drags Keyshawn Johnson on NFL Live on something. Like, I can't, I can't wait to see her specifically have this power and this knowledge of football where she's going to dust the best player on the set in terms of her analysis. And it's going to be funny. It's going to be visually funny to watch because I don't believe uh, that there are very many people at this network who could keep up with her. And so we are really, really proud of the fact that uh, Mina Kimes has arrived in what I believe to be the strangest choice someone like her has ever made when given every damn option at the company. What she wants is NFL Live. She can have any damn job she wants at this company, Stugatz, and the one she wants is breaking down film. It she yeah. wants to, she wants to grind tape and like I can't tell you how excited and cool that is for anybody who cares about the Lebetard and Friends Network anybody who cares about like giving power to people who don't normally have power in these settings and as an added bonus 
Uh, Pablo Torre sneaks in and gets a leftover podcast. He gets the carcass <laughs> shell. He gets the turtle shell that's been discarded by the Mina Kimes star climb. And Pablo Torre just shifts in with his lazy journalism and takes over ESPN Daily, which she doesn't have time for anymore. ESPN Daily, which has only gotten more pub by 50 times than this, the biggest radio show in America. That turtle shell is now inherited by Pablo Pablo Torre, who did next to nothing to get it other than get his show canceled. Looks like the Patriots. He just sat around and breathed. That was a beautiful mess right there. People all over the place, different volumes, different levels, different echo. Dan Lebetard, Stu Gatz, those guys, they make it work. And they work, I use that term loosely, right here on 560 The Joe weekdays from 10 to 1. Someone that's not working this week, Hawk. Someone else is not working this week, Crowder. No worries, Dono and Solana putting in the time. Dono and Solana in for Hawk and Crowder here on a Wednesday, July 1st. Bonilla Day, Canada Day. I'm sure it's somebody's birthday out there. Actually, Solana, I saw Hawk's Twitter feed that today is Dan Aykroyd's birthday. Yep. Uh, yep. Now, being in Ooh, your... Tw- we're going to get into some Dan Aykroyd action and also this. All right, Solana, 4th of July essential entree. Is it the hot dog, the burger, fried chicken, or other, if you want to write in something else? Dan Aykroyd and a food fight? Stay right there. You don't want to miss it on the Best of the Joe Show. This is the best of the Joe show running back. Some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan day. And here is one of my all time favorite bands, three ladies punk rocking like nobody's business from Atlanta, Georgia. Their names, the coat hangers. And this one goes hard. It's Springfield cannonball. Love the coat hangers, Springfield Cannonball right there. Love Hawk and Crowder, so I'm happy they're on vacation. I don't mean it like that. I'm happy that they're enjoying a vacation. Those are my dude dudes right there, but my other dude dudes, Dono and Solana in the house. And we're working together in this cold, cold building right now because every radio station, it is required to be negative 50 degrees, just below the temperature of a typical meat locker. But we're keeping it fresh for you Maybe it's so cold in here because we have a food fight! And oh yeah, an interesting Blues Brothers take. Donald Solana in for Hockey Crowder here on a Wednesday, July 1st. Bonilla Day, Canada Day. I'm sure it's somebody's birthday out there. Actually, Solana, I saw Hawk's Twitter feed that today is Dan Aykroyd's birthday. Yep. Uh, yep. Now, being in your 20s, are you a fan of any Dan Aykroyd movies, or is he just some old guy to you? Uh, he's definitely some old guy, um, it, but I did see I did see Hawks. I'm, I'm going to pull it up here. His Mount Rushmore of, of Aykroyd films. Um, I've seen most of these. Like I know Blues Brothers, 
Oh, uh, fantastic. Right. Uh, and I think Blues Brothers is easily one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And that's what? not that's not a bit. What? Like, I just, no. I just don't get it. I just okay, hold on, hold on. Uh, are, and, are, are, you, are you sure to be that fair, you're... I got to ask you one question, though. Are you like one of okay. these millennials who only saw Blues Brothers 2000 and mistook it for the original Blues Brothers? <laughs> or are you talking about the one with John Belushi, not Jim Belushi? Because the original Blues Brothers is great. Right. So I'm talking about the original. Original Blues Brothers. I, I, I will. I will preface. I will preface this take by saying I didn't grow up around the time that they were on SNL, so I don't have that connection to these guys being super funny on SNL. And I totally understand that the times have changed. But there's the, uh, when you watch that movie as a 22 year old in 2017, like it just didn't make any sense to me. I, I, I got to be honest, like it, it did not make any sense to me. But like Ghost, but. The car Ghostbusters chase? is a classic. Yeah, the car chase wasn't funny. And then they they basically become terrorists in a city. They've taken over a bank. They ran through a mall. They 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 tore up an entire city with AK-47s. <laughs> like I don't know that that to me doesn't hold up. Like it's it's so fake and so not funny to me that. Uh, and, and again, I get I didn't grow up watching them on SNL. So I totally understand people that did love the Blues Brothers. I get it. I'm, I'm with you. But as a millennial, it just didn't hold up for me. I got to be okay, honest. He, it's not a bit. He, he, here's what's got to happen, okay? In, in a little over two hours, I am going to suggest to Jay Fig to watch Blues Brothers because I, <laughs> okay. I, I need her to compare notes with you like i okay. want because she she's okay. around your same age solana so right i right. i, I want to know i want to know if jay fig sees blues brothers the same way you do so we have got to make this happen you know what we may all three of us may have to suggest blues brothers just to <laughs> just to make sure it's a clean yeah. sweep i mean I, I do not want her to avoid this oh my god uh well what were the other ones on so ghostbusters and what were the other two on them on ghostbusters yeah he had trading places which i enjoyed i, I like trading yeah, places good movie and uh the fourth or i guess there, there was no number but the, the last oh. one was dr detroit which i've never seen never seen that either i've heard of it but i've never seen it yeah. okay so the, the the mount rushmore of uh of dan Aykroyd, and how old is dan Aykroyd today i didn't catch that almost nice he's 68 so one year away <laughs> from nice one year oh man all right so i'm gonna you know and solana's blues brothers take may be more trash than mike cuno's hot dog take in a minute i'm gonna see if solana can redeem some of his bad food takes but I will reiterate something that we've been talking about a little bit earlier that you know the Heat have a really tough schedule for their eight pre-playoff games in the NBA bubble. And Solana, the I was reading a Barry Jackson article where uh, apparently I didn't know this that the Miami Dolphins have what's considered the third toughest schedule in the NFL coming up this year. So our teams are getting the short end of the stick, man. The Miami Heat have the toughest schedule in the bubble. I mean, they're going to be in the playoffs regardless. It just depends on what seed they get. And the Dolphins have one of the toughest schedules in the NFL. Uh, I mean, thank God my Hurricanes have one of the easiest schedules in college football. But with my luck, there probably won't even be a college football season. <laughs> so none of that will even matter. But but man, the, the Heat and the Dolphins are are getting the short end of the stick. All right, so Solana, before we get into your ideal 4th of July meal, I want to give you some food matchups here, right? I, I want to give you a chance to show the people that you have great food takes. Uh, are you ready to go through some of these food matchups? Just let me know out of these two foods which you would take. Are you ready? Let's do it. Philly cheese steak or pan con bistec? 
Oh, Dono, come on. Bancom Bistay. It's yes! not even close. It's not even close. It's like, it's it's not. And I love a good Philly cheesesteak. And uh, my, my take on Philly cheesesteaks is that they're awful in Philadelphia. They're better in Miami. And it, it's still not close. Bancom Bistay any day. Yeah, it's something like the, the first time I had the quote unquote traditional Philly cheesesteak, I, I was honestly disappointed because they put that cheese whiz on there. Awful, it's like awful. Yeah, awful. I, I and I know this is a very unpopular opinion from both of us because there are people out there that would cape up and probably die for a Philly cheesesteak. Yeah. And I'm I'm yeah. sorry. It, it's yeah. like you can get better cheesesteaks out of Philly when they use actual cheese instead of cheese that comes out of a whipped cream can. Like you can do better, people. All right, Solana, mozzarella sticks or croquetas? Wow, that's, I, I, again, I'm going to go, and, and this is totally me being honest that I have a Miami bias and I grew up loving Cuban food. I'm going croquetas every Correct. time. I think I'm going croquetas over any other food item. Honestly, Dono. I, I think Whoa, in the world? <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. But yeah, croquetas over mozzarella sticks, no doubt. I'll say one thing is, I tend to think that, like, as long as you're in Miami, croquetas tend to be more consistent because if you give me the right kind of mozzarella stick i think i would take that over any croqueta but it's got to be like the really crispy on the outside cylinder mozzarella sticks because when, when they make the flat ones those are oh, trash yeah. like like yeah. when they're not when they're like mushy and not crispy but if you have right. like the really crispy breaded like cylindrical mozzarella stick and, and you like you make it you bake it perfectly i think i would take a good one of those over any croqueta but usually, like, as long, you know, if you're in, like, Sheboygan, Wisconsin or something, you order a croqueta, you might just get a piece of garbage. But as long as you're in South Florida and you go to, like, a good Cuban spot, like a Cuban restaurant or bakery, then the croquetas are more consistent for me. I'd probably take that. But uh, I would take a good mozzarella stick almost over almost anything. I, I think I'd... the problem, Dono, really quickly, and you're right, by the way, if, if this is strictly South Florida, it's croqueta every time. If we're anywhere else in the United States, you probably have to go mozzarella stick just out of the sake of being cautious, right? You, you don't know what you're going to get with a croqueta in Wisconsin. But aren't, aren't mozzarella sticks, uh, it's a very common appetizer. You find it at any sports bar, but aren't they very often overwhelming or excuse me, underwhelming at a sports bar? They're usually the cheese in the middle is like is, is overcooked. Uh, it, it's, it's something that you can order everywhere, but it's very oftentimes not prepared correctly. It depends on how drunk you are. Like if, oh, if you've had if, yeah. if you've had enough beers and then you order the mozzarella sticks, they're gonna yeah. taste great and they're yeah. gonna soak you soak up that alcohol with that grease. All right, Solana Nutella or dulce de leche? Dulce de leche. I right, stop it with this. The, the, the Nutella love. Has I love gotten, Nutella. It's gotten to a point where it's like a cult following now with Nutella. Nutella's good. It is nowhere near as good as chocolate, and it is nowhere near as good as dulce de leche. Get out of here with the Nutella over dulce de leche take. Awful. You know, my, I, I went to one of those uh, fancy donut shops over the weekend where, you know, where you get those like uh, those artisan donuts. And one of the ones that uh, that we got, my wife and I got a couple and split them. We got a dulce de leche donut, and it was really good. Like, it was covered with dulce de leche on the top, but I, I just couldn't help thinking, God, how much better this would be if there was Nutella on top instead of dulce <laughs> de leche. So listen, I, I'm not, you know, and, and I remember uh, a couple of years ago, you went to Uruguay, and you brought me back, uh, like, a bottle of dulce de leche, like, from Uruguay. It was really good, but to me, oh, Nutella, so, so good. Solana, tiramisu or tres leches? Tiramisu. tiramisu. Good choice. Good yes. choice. I don't like I, tres leches. I know that's controversial, but I, I'm not. A, I'm not a big fan of tres leches. I like it, but tiramisu to me is it's one of the goat desserts. All right, Solana, what's the best part of a pizza? The sauce. 
the cheese or the crust? The crust. I mean, you <laughs> save the best. You save the best for last. That's why everybody eats the crust at the end. The crust is what holds together the pizza. The cheese is always going to be good. It's always consistent. People love cheese. The sauce is important. It's it's what really brings everything together. But the crust. If you have a poor crust, the pizza is going to fall apart. You need good crust. And it's the best part. That's why you save it for the end. And the people that don't eat crust, Dono, I get out of my life. Seriously, if you don't eat the crust, I don't even know why you bother eating pizza. You know, sometimes uh, I, I love, I, I do eat the crust, and my wife is one of those people who does not eat the crust. But Solana, sometimes I eat her crust in addition right. to my crust, right. and so you I appreciate to. that. Yeah. Now I have a very strong opinion on this one, but apple pie or apple cobbler? Wow. I think I'm I'm going apple pie. Yes, cobbler is trash. Like yeah. To, I, I, I want to like lead a revolution against cobbler. It's a it's a lazy man's pie. Like it's people who decided we don't have the time or the skills to make a crust, so we're just gonna put some like apple or peach and then spread some like breadcrumbs on the top. No, it's trash. Cobbler is one of the worst dessert creations. It is a poor man's pie. I take pie every time. All right, Solana, Fourth of July essential entree. Is it the hot dog, the burger, fried chicken, or other? If you want to write in something else. I think it's a hot dog. And that doesn't mean I'm going with the hot dog, but I, I think the essential is is a hot dog, right, in the United States? You know what's made me slow down my 4th of July hot dog consumption a bit? And I still eat probably at least one or two every year. But Solana, I watch that hot dog eating contest at noon every year on ESPN. By the time I'm done watching Joey Chestnut stuff like 70 dogs into his <laughs> face, there's just something like after seeing that, I'm like, you know, do, do I really want to eat more than one of these? Like, let, let me at least mix in a burger or some barbecue chicken or something. Like, I, I have consciously slowed down my hot dog consumption because when I watch those eaters on stage, and I love the hot dog eating contest, but after a while, it's like, I just don't want too much of that in my life. I mean, I, I don't really even eat hot dogs anymore, Dono, but I'd be lying if I said hot dogs weren't the true American dish on, on 4th of July. Like, that's what people, I, I, I guarantee hot dogs are sold out at every Publix in South Florida right now. Like, that's what people that's are eating point. on 4th of July. Essential 4th of July side dish. Is it mac and cheese, potato salad? Coleslaw, corn on the cob, or French fries? Mac and cheese, for sure. Mac it's and mac cheese. and cheese. It is. It is. Yeah. It's French fries. It's French fries every other day of the year. On Fourth yeah. of July, it's mac and cheese. So what is uh, like in, in the Solana household? Because because for me personally, I mix it up. Like I don't always do the same thing. Like not this year, obviously, because of social distancing. But a lot of years, like I'll I'll go to friends or families, like big Fourth of July barbecues, just kind of eat whatever's around, like stuff my face with burgers. Last year, uh, we actually we, we picked up like a gigantic bucket, my wife and I and, and my my kid of, of KFC and actually enjoy like a, I, I had forgotten how good like the extra crispy is, but I don't have like a set 4th of July tradition. Is there any traditional 4th of July meal in the Solana household? Uh, no, because we kind of mix it up every year. Sometimes we do the Miami style uh, 4th of July. Sometimes we do the traditional American style 4th of July, Dono. I think I think this year we're going we're going uh pan con bistec. Like we're not yeah. even going hot dogs, we're not going burgers, we're going pan con bistec this year. Pan con bistec. That's not a bad call. I, I gotta I gotta uh I, I think uh like my parents are probably having us over for Fourth of July. I gotta ask my dad what he's gonna make. Cause with him you never know. It might be lasagna or it might be burgers. Like you never know. <laughs> oh, and this is a good shout, by the way. A texture says for the sides. I left out baked beans. Yes, yes that that is what yes. I should. Baked beans are solid. Yes, I'd still go true. mac and cheese, but baked beans are a good one. 
on the 4th of July, you got to go bake beans. And you got to get back with us tomorrow. Dono, Solana, myself going to be filling in once again for Hawk and Crowder. As you can hear, we cover the big ones. And in always covering the big ones, I do not want to neglect this story. A lot of people wondering what's happening to Jay Cutler's chickens. I say it's Kristen Calavari. Here's a further explanation. Okay. We're obviously under attack. Front yard, backyard, daylight, nighttime, morning. We got we to gotta stop the bleeding somehow. We're going to go with some uh, live uh, cages tonight. See if we can't trap something. Um, probably have to go night vision in the front. Uh, it's just uh, we, we've lost control completely. And somehow we got to regain it. So all hands on deck. And uh, we just got to do it. I mean, look at this guy. Big blue right here. He's doing his part line so we gotta step up to the plate wish me luck saga continues stay tuned it's Kristen calivari thank you so much for listening tonight remember to download the podcast for this show or any of the shows you hear on this radio station at our website wqam.com radio.com app or wherever you get your podcast for absolutely free got any questions for me you can accost me in the streets although i wouldn't say you should do that because of social distancing and sometimes things can get weird but you can always hit me up on twitter at dan day radio this is the best of the joe show later slug we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.